Round one. Fight, 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 fight. Hi, hello, Whiffle Nation, and welcome to the 2023 NWA Tournament Preview Podcast Show, otherwise known as the NTTPPS. I'm your host, Carl Coffey. My guest host today is Rudy Lyon. How you doing, Rudy? Doing great, Carl. Thanks for having me again. It's good to have you back in the saddle doing podcasts once again. You know, we don't have enough time for uh, 16 and 16, 14 and 14, 18 and 18. I, mean, I don't know how many teams are left, but so we have to double down. So I'm combining two teams for this show, Rudy Lyon, Mid-Atlantic Wiffle, the Mall Scumlords, and Ridley Park Wiffleball League, the RPWL Long Balls. Why do you think I'm combining these two legendary leagues? Now, at first glance, I would think it's uh, geographical. You know, they're pretty familiar with each other, but I have a sense that there's something else about it that you want to link uh, them with you want me to say it huh well maybe the two You've best the right. yeah the two best teams in tournament history to never make a championship and this year the championship is huge and we'll talk about it a little bit but listen rudy ma and ridley ridley's been playing since and we'll go through the records in a little bit since 2017 Ma since 2019, and they both made some deep runs. They both had winning records, but not a single team of these two have made the championship. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. It yeah. makes no sense, honestly. On paper, you'd think one of them would have. But anyways, before we uh, jump into the year-by-year records, I can't believe I didn't talk about this on my last show when I talked about Leroy Wolf. I was praising Jacob Davey, and I missed out on the ESPN Plus broadcast. For mm-hmm. years and years and years, it's been a topic on these podcasts I've done. When are we going to get an ESPN? When, when, when? Well, actually, the, the, the league out in the West Coast, AWA, they got on the Ocho last year. MLW is everywhere. But now, the NWA tournament's on ESPN+. Plus. It's happening. So I hope, Rudy, people stick around. I know they want to just go home. I know a lot of people have to work the next morning. But I want to make it a party, right? Even if you're not playing, stick around for the broadcast, right? Absolutely. If you're not taking that, that Monday after NWA off, you're not doing it right. So uh-huh. you might as well just take Monday off. We've all made that mistake, not taking that Monday off. You have to take that Monday off. Might as well take that Friday off, too. Make it a four-day weekend, right, Rudy? And that's what I'm doing, so follow my lead. All right, Jacob Davey, I know uh, he's doing well, but also thank his crew. They're, they're all doing an amazing job leading up to this tournament. It takes a lot of work, and he's knocking out of the ballpark already. He is. He is. He's doing a great job hosting thus far. And great, great working with him on the tournament committee as well, remotely. So we got Maul and Ridley. We're doing two leagues for this show. So we're going to go with Maul's year-by-year record first. They started in 2019, 4-3, and 2020, 4-3, 5-2-1, 6-1. Their lifetime record is 19-9-1. and one. Ridley Park, they started the first year in Morency. And their lifetime record is 24-16-3. So both of them are well over 500, Rudy. But like I said, I know Ridley has a third-place finish, and I think Ma finished third place last year, correct? That's correct, yeah. So they both have third-place finishes, but no championship appearances. That's why they're linked together. And, you know, these, these leagues also, you said ge- geographical now, so they play in a lot of those, those mall tournaments, the whole UF style, the scuff ball, no base running, big bats. Like, that's what these, these leagues are known for, right, Rudy? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, that that they are the quintessential big bat scuffball leagues in the country, I'd say. All right, so for the uh, NTTPPS shows, it's really only kind of broken down into two segments. Did you know? And three burning questions. And also, we go through the rosters. But here's the did you know. I have two of them. Did you know, Rudy, Maw's pitchers, they led the tournament in strikeouts both – in 2021 with 119 and last year with 113 did you know that i didn't but i'm not surprised at all with the arsenal of arms that they bring to the tournament very good and did you know ridley park for the first time ever finished in the top five in batting average last year hitting 281 they finished in fifth so not a league known for their hitting rudy yeah, no, that's that's a great team average. Uh, and uh, CCW, we got to play them one on one last year, and it was it was a battle in the box. Those guys have a great approach, and I, I, it's no surprise that they were top five in hitting. For years and years and years, Ridley Park would would just be a top notch pitching league, and then you know barely get to two hundred. So I'm glad to see they're they're finally hitting the ball. But let's look at the rosters, Rudy, and wait till you see this mall roster. All right. I hope your socks are tightly on. If not, they're going to be knocked off. Their 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 roster consists of eight players, and here they are: Jordan Jordan Robles, Ryan McElrath, Tim McElrath, Chris Cernowski, otherwise known as Red, Ben Stant, Vinley Nickley, and Adam Mills. That they're managed by Connor Young. He's not even playing. Actually, it says co-managing. Him and Ben Stant are co-managing, and Paul Cook. The great Paul Cook is going to be a base coach. So so listen here, Rudy. Robles is back. He didn't play last year, right? He's uh, back. Yeah, he was He was with MLW last year. I think you're right. And then the uh, the juggernauts who have won back-to-back U-whiffs, both Mikhail Ras, Cernowski, and Stant. They're all in the team. The Lee brothers, and then Milstead. He's their eighth man. So this roster is crazy. Like Connor Young's a good player. He's not even playing. So when I when I tell you this roster, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, you hit it first and foremost. They have an elite uh, dugout leadership there with with uh, Connor, Ben, and uh, one of, uh, Paul Cook. That's that's great leadership from the top. But yeah, then when you get on the field between the white lines, um, probably I mean you got a handful of top fifty. You or um, drop players on there, they got to be the on paper favorite. So you know, it, it wouldn't be luck if they ended up in the championship. On paper favorites, skills. Rudy mm-hmm. Lyon, you said it there. So yeah, R- Robles. I mean, he, at one point he was the best player in the country, mm-hmm. and he's back. Mikel Rath, he's a lifetime one point one one whip in this tournament. Tim, his brother, he led the team in hits last year. Red, he only allowed one hit last year. I mean. He might be what their third or fourth best pitcher, and and yeah, he walked a lot of hitters last year. But you know, he's he's just one of those guys who it's just like he's gonna either walk you or strike you out. You're not gonna hit the ball. Ben Stant might be the best wiffle hitter in the world, and then the Lee brothers. You know, Vin won a championship in 2019 with AWA. Nick, mm-hmm. you know, he he might not hit a lot, but he's a guy he can pitch in the beginnings. And and Adam Milstead. All I have to say about him, he's a new dad, so he has new dad energy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and Connor Young's not a bad player. He's not even playing, so it's just like okay. Last thing we'll say about this is, on paper, championship robust, right? 
got to be. Though, <laughs> I will say there, there's one there's one omission, and this, he was a great uh, member of the team last year. Loved uh, seeing him play. Colin uh, Prentice not being on the roster uh, would love to see him out there mm. and I know you, you, you can't carry nine but he he did uh, some really great work out of the bullpen for them so I remember when Chris Galloway left the host committee and all of a sudden we're left to keeping this tournament going and both Ridley Park and Will they joined the tournament in 2017 and we got some youth energy and we're so grateful for that and they both been playing year after year Will won a tournament in 2018 and and really, Park is still bringing guys who have been played since year one. Uh, Colin uh, Polag, Polag, however you want to pronounce it, he's played every single year. He played in that, and even in regionals in 2017. He doesn't really pitch it anymore, but he's one of their better hitters. Sean Bignier, he still pitches. He's pitching less and less, but with, uh, you know, Tommy Loft is gone. Spoiler He might have to pitch a big game. Teddy Dretcher. He didn't play last year, but he's one of their big-name pitchers. Cam Farrell, he's probably the ace now, don't you think, now that Loftus is gone? Yeah, it, it certainly seemed that way uh, last year with, with Tommy out. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last four guys, if you have anything to say about these four, let me know. Zane Johnston, Frankie Campanile, probably butchered that, Dennis Donegan and Chris <laughs> Durning. What do you have to say about those four? Anything? No, I I think you got Campanile right. Um I, I remember Frankie, but those first four on on your roster, those were definitely the, the heavy lifters of the squad last year. So, um, I mean, I mean, talking to Dylan Harshaw, is he might be – is he right. pulling a, a Connor? He's the manager. Is he not playing? It, I mean, he's not listed there. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at the He must the be Harshaw managing. Omission. You know, yeah. it happens. It happens as you get older. It happened to me in my late 20s that eventually you realize – there's uh, eight players better than me. I still want to be involved. Sometimes you have to take a step back and just manage the team, right? Right. Sometimes you just yeah. you just come to the the ballpark, bring in the vibes <laughs> too, and That's Dylan funny. does a great job of that. So both of these teams just have uh, recognizable names, right, Rudy? Yes, absolutely. East Coast wiffle ball. Don't you love it? Love it. <laughs> so it's my favorite form of wiffle ball, even from the Midwest. So they're extremely loaded rosters. So three burning questions. Household names on both these rosters, Rudy. United Wiffle Ball champs, like we said. Masters at the Big Bat Scuff format. But listen, is it time? We talked about it already. Is it time one of these star-studded teams finally breaks through for a championship game? I mean, listen, if you had to bet, if I gave you $10,000 and I said, you know, <laughs> Rudy, you could double your money here. Right, you could. I'll give you ten thousand dollars. You either take the ten grand, or you can double it if one of these teams make the championship. What would you do? Just one of them. So yeah. you got a, a one a one in seven Just one shot. Of them. Man, I know, right? I now can we add a kicker where both of them make no, it, the no, money? No, no, no. no? Just, okay, okay. I mean, ten grand's a I lot. Have? I mean, it's you know, you, you go home with ten grand, or you can have twenty grand, or nothing. If okay, so, but listen, one of them's gonna make it. <laughs> Right? I'll answer first. I would first. say yes. Yeah, the, it's gotta, an easy answer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how can it not happen this year? Like, listen, there's a lot of hungry teams, and we're going to talk about how top-heavy it is this year. But, like, how can these teams just year after year not make the championship team? It just doesn't make sense. Like, at some point, do I have to realize maybe this format's not for them? Like, am I the dummy thinking, because I pick year after year after year, I pick really Park to win, and the mall roster is even better. 
So it's just like, eventually, do I have to realize, okay, maybe this base running yellow bat non-scuff format's not for them because it's not like they suck. They both have winning records. So, I mean, what what, what is your response? You still haven't answered my question about the ten grand well, thing. <laughs> I, I I said yes. I would oh. definitely pick one of them to at least make the championship. Oh man, you might uh, lose ten grand then. I, I might. I'm not that much of a betting man. I would never <laughs> put ten ten G's on a wiffle <laughs> ball bet. <laughs> no, but listen, there. Yeah, ex- on paper, you would think one of them will do it, but they haven't yet. It's not like they're new teams. This will be the. The seventh year for Ridley and the fifth year for Maul. And yet they've come close. They have winning records. But it's crazy to think not one of them has been in the championship. So why this year, Rudy? Why is this the year? Uh, I think, I mean, you look at their records over the the last handful of years, they are trending upwards. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they started four and three, Ridley even had that one-off year where they didn't win a game in 2018, yeah. and they've won uh, four or five games minimum in each of the last few tournaments. So it, it's it's a it's a, tra- a trajectory thing. I think the odds are in their favor in that sense that they don't have much higher to rise, and that this could be the year. There's something called good problems, and one of the good problems to have is too many pitching options, and I've talked about it. In the past, yep. I used to, in, long ago, way back in the day, back when I was doing those 2012 13 NWA tournament preview podcasts, I'm like, you need two pitchers. And then Foolish Carl grew up and he said, you need three pitchers. And now teams are bringing six, seven pitchers. <laughs> now, listen, you can never have too many pitchers. But at some point, maybe it is an issue, Taylor, because I'm oh, sorry, I called you Taylor. Rudy. <laughs> Taylor is your birth name. But listen, sometimes you have too many available pitchers, and maybe someone's feelings will be hurt. But guess what? That's a good problem, Rudy. It's a good problem when you have too many pitching options because in this tournament, arms run out. But anyway, both these teams, even though Tommy Loftus is gone and Ma more than Ridley, they have a lot of pitching options. So here's my question. So when managers have rosters like these, do you go in with a plan because you're a manager or do you just kind of wait and see who has it at, in that moment? I think you have to have a plan, but you have to have some flexibility within that plan. Um, you definitely have, like you said, your one or two aces, your dogs that are going to go out and just shut uh, lineups down, and you're going to trust those guys in bracket play. But you kind of want to make sure that you have three, four, five guys tuned up through pool play and into bracket play so that you know who's got it and who doesn't. So I think it's good to use pool play as a chance to see, okay, who's on this weekend and who's off. Yeah, and also bullpens and just, yeah, yep. yeah you, you get it. You know, sometimes you have a guy pegged as your fourth option. I've seen it before, and out of nowhere, they pitch a huge DE game, and mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I didn't know you had it in you. You're a dog. I didn't know it. You're a freaking bulldog. And sometimes your ace is, has to pitch a 15-inning 0-0 game, and he's done. His arm is toast. It's happened. But, yeah, like I said, Maw especially, they're just crazy loaded with pitchers. And what a good problem for Connor Young. Listen, you know what I mean? Like, Ro- Robles is their ace, maybe. I don't know. Is he? Probably. But is he? Who knows? Like, seriously. Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do if he has three or four pitchers available? 
because there there are rules, but he has so many pitchers. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so many pitchers available in big games, and he has to make some tough decisions. And I'm kind of curious to see how he handles it, right? Yeah, you just you can't overthink it though in those situations. Though you, ge- you generally have to go down the order of the one A, one B, one C. Trust the guy who you've penciled mm-hmm. in as your one A when you get to that scenario. Three burning questions. I have Mon Ridley. And Rudy's our guest. Here's the last question, Rudy. It's a very top-heavy tournament. Like I, I look, I look at the teams who are registered, and and you know, there's maybe five, six teams I see can win, which which I like. I like that. Sometimes there's been there's been years where it's maybe two or three, mm-hmm. but this year I, you know, haven't been super involved, but I kind of been studying hard, and I and I think it's five or six this year. But anyways. And both of these are in that mix, obviously. These are these are two teams where it's probably championship or bust. A top four is nice, but in a year where you can get on ESPN if you're in a championship, it's pretty much championship or bust. So either of these teams, if they don't make the championship, they're going back to their homes upset. But, Rudy, here's the question. Which of these teams needs it more? Which of these two teams needs to make the championship more? I'm not saying win it all. I just say mm-hmm. championship game. I think that the pressure is higher for Ma to get there with everything that we've talked about. Does that necessitate the word need? Do they need to get there? I mean, like you said, they've got a couple of juggernauts who've won back-to-back however many titles and other formats. When it comes to need, though, to me, it's it's Ridley Park. Having personally talked to those guys last year, they had that mindset of championship or bust. They fell a little bit short, ran into some buzz saws. Um, they have just as much capability but i think when you talk about strictly need i think it's really park good answer i mean really park's been around longer they saw their counterpart will who started the same year as them win in year two and even though like really park might have a better like career record like will has that championship they don't but mm-hmm. i'm gonna disagree with you i mean this mall roster is this it's just stupid loaded like it's just it's yeah. stupid loaded like adam <clears throat> milstead is their eighth man like he he would go on pretty much any other team and and be a full time player, so if if Maul's not in a championship game, it's a complete failure. Like I could I can make a case that Ridley Park finishes third and fourth, and be like yeah, it's a pretty good tournament for them. But if Maul's not in the championship game, like they're going home upset. But you know I hope Ridley Park just plays loose. Like this is their seventh tournament, and mm-hmm. and they've had some good tournaments, but I don't know. They play. It seems like they play so tight. Like. Like their biggest enemy is themselves. I don't sure. know. Like you, you, you could have had me fooled on that because they seem pretty loose when they've got the <laughs> the speaker banging Fair. Uh, that you can hear clear across the city in Indianapolis, and they're going nuts. They have a good time, so maybe they're they're hiding the stress and the angst underneath all that. So Rudy, thanks for coming on. Seriously, it's it's been mm-hmm. it's been good to to talk with you, and you did a good job the last two years helping. Brendan Dudas hosting the NBA tournament. You kept it going. It's a family. It's a community. We're all mm-hmm. involved. I started this tournament 12 years ago, and it's still going. So it, it's cool to see people just come in later and and just embrace it. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Part of the Carl Coffee legacy. Oh, yeah. Look, looking forward to hopping on more pods I hope so. here down the road. Yeah, so for Rudy Lyon, sometimes I call him Taylor. I'm Carl Coffee. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> See ya.